How do you learn who you really are? It's not found in books. It's found on the battlefield. What's up, warriors? Welcome back to the battlefield of the mind. And today we are blessed with another warrior who's going to show you some hope and some perseverance and a new belief system and perspective on how to kick ass in this world. So this is an unlikely warrior who's about to show you a real warrior spirit. Amy Thurman, welcome to the Battlefield of the Mind and the Warrior's Way Mindset. Please introduce yourself, tell us the stuff, do the thing. Thank you so much, Rick. I am so excited to be here. I'm honored that you would have me on your show. I am, I like to introduce myself as I'm Amy Thurman. I live with a broken neck. Nine years ago in 2014, I was working at a major university, a full, full time job with the kids, everything, doing everything for everyone. The very next day, I couldn't even take care of myself. I passed out. I landed on my face on the hardwood floor. The impact sheared my brainstem, caused a traumatic brain injury, and it actually broke my neck, but that went undetected for six months. Then it was nine months before I could have surgery, and the damage was just too extensive that I continued to live with a broken neck. And so the first year after the accident, I literally had to lay flat in a bed for 23 hours of every day. I could not even lift my head up, couldn't take myself to the restroom. I couldn't walk. I couldn't talk. I couldn't hear or see correctly. I had to wear a cover over my eyes, earplugs in my ears, and my family had to do everything for me. I could not even take myself to the restroom. And I get a little bit emotional about it when I talk about it because I missed my my daughter's senior year of high school. I missed my son's freshman year of high school, and I missed my little guy's fourth year of life. Those are such important times for kids, and I could not be there for them. I had to lay flat in the bed, and I could barely even talk to them. So you can imagine the deep, deep, dark place that I went to because I had had gone from doing everything to being able to do nothing. I'm an independent person. I do not do other people taking care of me well at all. Yet I was dependent on everyone for everything. And so I prayed and prayed that I would die because I was not living. I was merely existing. And I felt like such a burden to my family. And I knew that I had enough pain medication to make it happen. And I fully intended to do that. But then I remember thinking, what if the answer is not to die? What if the answer is to fight instead? And so I determined in that moment that I was going to give it a chance, that instead of fighting to die, I was going to fight to live with the intention of using my story to help other people. And that's what I'm choosing to do. I had to relearn how to walk. I had to relearn how to do everything. It's been a tough, tough nine years, but I have fought my way back to now. I'm a disabled entrepreneur with a very successful business that I run a lot of times from my bed. Listen, warrior, let me just say, like, people people would hear what you just said and be like, oh, wow, that's pretty wild. What a wild thing. There's no way to conceive of the amount of weight that you had in your heart during this trial. There's no way. Like, it's, it's, the, it's like the whole Job thing. Like, my pain is the weight of all the sands in the sea. It's just an astronomical amount of hurt and pain. And like, tell me like you were fighting depression. You're fighting so many parts of you that are anger, the, the bargaining, the, 
the denial. You're going through all of the loss and the grief of every part of you. And here you are feeling like I can't even move. I can't even go to the bathroom. And talk exactly. about like, people do not understand. Also, can we just go back to how freaking tough you are? How do you walk <laughs> around with six months with a broken neck? Like, can we just listen. Let's just let's just let's just point out for a second. Like, I'm just walking around my broken neck, still doing stuff, making things worse. But maybe yeah. it'll get better. Most of the time, when we get hurt, it does, right? And here you right. are, just doing some stuff with your broken neck. How tough are you? <laughs> Well, nobody knew it. They didn't know what to look for. The, yeah. You know, my head pain was so severe that they were so focused on why is her head hurting so badly? No one ever thought to look at my neck. And mm-hmm. so, of course, I didn't either. I was just, you know, trying to do as much as I could without causing more pain. Which just showed how much pain you were in doing all the things that you were doing. Listen, you're tough. You're tough. You're, you're a tough cookie. I'll give it to you, Amy. Thank All you. Right. I, I do want to tap into a little bit before we get into that what if thing that you did, because like people play the what if game the other way into anxiety all the time. But to take it into hope is a really powerful tool. And so I do want to lead us to that. But going through that loss, and I think this is something that's really important. I want to kind of stick to the part where people breeze by despair and sadness quickly in stories. But it's so heavy when we're in it. And it's dominant when we're in it. And so I want to be able to kind of stick with that for just a minute and give people an idea of when you're in true despair, how that transition to go towards fight had to work. Because uh, when I write about this, even my first book, I write about rock bottom, but I don't think it's it's really gives the gravity to when you hit that, like, I am not going any further than this moment, that moment that it clicked. And so I kind of want to hear about when you're falling down this pit of despair and you hit the, you hit the moment, can you please tell me about that moment at switch? Like what was going on? Absolutely. Because I had gone six months trying to figure out what is wrong. Why am I not getting better? Why can no one figure out what's wrong with me? I I kept trying and kept trying and kept trying. I have, my mom used to tell me I was hard headed, but I think determined is a better word because I was determined to find someone to figure out what was wrong with me. In six months, I could not do that. And so I started to give up. Like, maybe this is it. Maybe I'm going to have to live like this for the rest of my life. And so that's when I started to just go deep, deep, deep down into that hole. That bottomless pit is what it felt like. And I I remember thinking, you know, laying there thinking, I just want my life back. I just want to be able to do something for myself. I I couldn't do anything for myself. I just wanted to be able to help my family, spend time with them, anything, and I couldn't. And so I when I had that moment of I have enough of medication. I I can just do this right now. This moment of clarity came over me. I I don't know, you know, people ask me do I think it was God, you know, whatever. It all I know is it was a moment of clarity where my brain said maybe the answer is not dying. Maybe the answer is fighting instead. And so just that little flip right there, it it was like I opened my brain a little bit to give access to there's a possibility. Maybe there is another choice. Maybe I don't have to do this. Maybe I can make a different choice. And what I in that moment, I realized, okay, what's happening right now is I have so much negativity 
going on in my brain. All I was, all I wanted to do was get back to the way I was, do something I could do before, change something, get something back. And then I realized I'm never going to get better if I'm thinking this. If these are the thoughts that are continuing to happen in my brain, nothing's ever going to change. And then I knew that I didn't only have to change it, but I had to replace it with something else. And so I had someone get a, I don't even know what it was back then, a pod, one of those podcast uh, little iPod things, I think, put earbuds in my ears. I had to turn it down really, really low so that my brain could handle the noise and, and select a audiobook or a podcast for me. So I started listening to Dr. Wayne Dyer, um, Brumi, uh, Tony Robbins, all of these luminaries who just all about positive. And so I began to pour that in and in and in, and that made the difference for me. I was introduced to Rumi during that time, and that is how I came up with the name for my business. I'm not sure if you know this, Rick, or not, but my business is called Polish the Mirror, and it's based on this quote by Rumi. Ye who seek God apart, that which you seek thou art. If you wish to seek the beloved's face, polish the mirror and gaze into that space. That resonated with me so deeply. It told me that, you know what? Everything I, every answer that I'm looking for can be found within. It's all inside there. I have to polish that mirror, be willing to look deep inside my soul to find the answer. Our souls know the way. We just have to be willing to listen to them, to open our minds, to hear what they have to say and follow what they're suggesting. That's the scary part to me. I do things that people think are crazy, but it's because I'm following my soul's advice and it works out for me. And so that's that's pretty much what happened in that moment there. I love it. Spirit side warrior, too. You had to to fight from the soul out. I love it. Yeah. You went through, you've gone through so much. I'm going to have to recap a lot of this because, like, you hit about five points that could be life changing, life changing conversations in any one of these. Um, first off, I, I, of course, my warrior side loves you going, maybe it's not dying, maybe it's fighting. Yeah. Like, I like that. I'm like, listen, <laughs> go, Amy. There's your fighter in there. I don't yeah. need to give up. And are you stubborn or are you just determined? You know, and this is where am I focused or am I, you know, just being hard headed? No, you, you've got a purpose. You've got a goal. You're going to fight for it and you're worthy of it. And so this is where this one word just keeps coming up. I know you're talking the spirit side, but I think people underestimate hope. They really under, underestimate this one damn word. It's the possibility that there's light at the end of this tunnel. You know, it's it's not that it's going to always be this dark, but there's something if I keep going, that'll be better. And a lot of times people only remember the grind because they'll quit before they get to the top. And I've talked to very successful people that saw people who were this close to making it. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be weight loss, your success in your business, recovering through something difficult. They were this close and then they quit. And it's like, man, you you were right there. If you just would have kept the determination going, if you would have just held on to hope a little longer, you wouldn't have turned around and only remembered the grind. You would have known what it feels like to have it. You can live a life that does allow you to polish the mirror and look inside yourself. But th- there's something that I, I relate to with this. And this is uh, the, the warrior's way side of polish the mirror is an Epictetus quote that I use often where your circumstances do not define you. They reveal you to yourself. I love that. 
And this is I where, like, how, do, how are you handling this? Because that's you. How are you? Are you quitting? Because that's you. You're a quitter. Are you complaining? Because you're a complainer. Are you going to point the finger and blame everybody for your problems? Because you're a blame thrower. That's you. You don't have accountability. That's that's who you are. That's where you're at right now. Like, you'll see who you are just by looking at how did you handle these situations. And so it's not about what's happening to you. It's not about what's happening. The way you handle it reveals you to yourself. And so do you have the courage to polish the mirror and look? Like, I love it. I'm with you, Amy. This sounds <laughs> like it sounds very, very, I connect with you. I come more on the hardcore tactic side. I love that you're coming from the soul and the spirit mm-hmm. side. And they're all connected. People do not understand. They think it's just the drive and the go-getter, the hustle mentality. It's like, it only goes so far. Right. You know, maybe it's just knowledge. Maybe I need to read more. Maybe I need to know more information. Yes, but knowledge without action only goes so far. And then, well, maybe I just need to have my feelings and follow my heart. Sometimes our hearts can be deceivers and we go the wrong direction. So while it can be fiery and passionate and we can be excited and have excitement, we may be going the wrong way because we don't have a compass on this one. And so we need to follow your spirit, need to follow your soul. And I don't think enough people really understand what it means by that. And I have warriors, too, who they're like, I'm good on these sides, but that spirit side, that soul side, I'm really struggling to connect with, even though they may be doing it. They're having a hard time understanding. Can you maybe help help with that a little more? Like, Give your, your interpretation for that? Of course, I would love to. It's a tough thing because our souls know us best. They are the truth. Like everything ugly about us, everything we don't like about ourselves, our souls, they, I won't say encompass that, but our souls know that. And so it's like presenting it. It's, it's a mirror. That's why I love this so much because it's a mirror. It's exposing you to who you truly are, what's truly in there. And we don't want to see that. We don't want to accept that that's what's inside of us because we don't want other people to know. And we don't want to accept that about ourselves a lot of times. But you know what? What I found is the best way to deal with it is to accept it, is to allow those things to come up to the surface, those ugly things that we don't want to see, that we don't want other people to know about. Allow them to surface. They want to surface for a reason. They're there to help us learn something. They're there. They are our greatest teachers. Rick, my greatest teachers have been the most challenging things in my lives, in my life. The most ugly, unwanted things have been my best teachers. And it's because I've allowed them to come to the surface. I've accepted that they're there and I'm willing to deal with them and allow the lesson to be learned that they're there to teach me. So my advice would be not to do what we do naturally, which is push them down, shove them to the bottom. Make sure nobody sees them, including ourselves. My advice is allow them to surface, allow them to come up, deal with the emotion. We're so afraid of dealing with the emotion, especially men, not trying to pick on you guys, but I'm just saying society teaches men not to deal with emotion, to push it down, to make it go away, not to show that side. But that is not a healthy thing to be able to get to this side. You have to deal and feel the emotion, allow it to teach you what it's there to teach you because our emotions have a purpose. Our thoughts, feelings, and emotions rule our worlds. And we have to learn how to learn. We have to learn how to learn from them to be able to get to this side of things. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
Warrior, thank you so much for being a part of the information that we have. And you're part of our story as we are a part of yours. It's very much an honor to be able to connect with each other. If you want to know more or you want to get started with working with me or working with our warriors so that you can begin your path to authenticity, strength, leadership, and accountability, this is the way. Together, we are way stronger. Now you get to choose. Do you go forward or keep doing what you've always done? If you stay where you're at, hey, click on some of the stuff and follow what it is. We got motivational stuff. We've got podcasts. We've got more things. Just subscribe and do the stuff and we'll keep you updated. But if you want to start going in, start jumping into what our programs offer and start your journey and being the hero in your own story. No, I'm with you. I, I listen. You won't get pushed back. I work with the men. You can. I'm not going to push back on this. I, I know what they're fighting, and so you're not wrong. Especially this. You 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 just hit so many good points so fast. So I have to keep sorry. So no, don't be sorry for being amazing. This is good. So. Um, a few things here. You got into controlling other people's perceptions of you. I don't want to accept the truth of what some of these things are. And I want to, I want them to see only what I want them to see. Uh, you also got into the parts where you've learned the, the lessons from like your hardest stuff and then the suppression system. Listen, we can do three hours just on those two things. So, okay. <laughs> Let's let's tackle some of these ones right now. Um, first off, praise as far as you are correct. People, if you look at how they shy away from difficult situations, it's so funny how we avoid hard things. But this is the thing that's funny. And I, I, tell me if you agree with this or not. Whenever I see somebody who's been truly proud of something they've done, like I've worked hard. I had to do something difficult and they're the most proud of themselves. It's not because it was something easy or given. I mean, would you, would you relate like, like the things you were the most proud of yourself was something you had to earn or just something like somebody gave you this and now you have it. Oh no, definitely putting some effort into and having to earn it yourself. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So losing and getting your ass kicked and fighting through it <laughs> makes it so you find yourself. You'll know who you are because you'll be, it, it cleans the mirror off when you have to like, look, are you going to, how are you going to handle it? You got knocked down. So are you the person who stays on the ground and blames everybody for it? Or do you get up and you finish the race? I don't care what place you got. Do you finish or do you complain? You quit? Who are you? You're going to see who you are in a second. And so this is why I talk about the battlefield of mind is because the answers and the lessons and the achievements and being proud of yourself, these are not given, they are earned and they're not found in books. They're found on the battlefield. You're going to find it when you go through it. And a lot of times we want it given to us. If you're waiting for somebody to give you the thing that you're looking for, you're going to be waiting forever. You're going to be laying in bed for 23 hours a day waiting for it. No, I, you have to get it. <laughs> you have to I, fight. I like to say that I found my own hero within. Mm -hmm. I stopped looking outside myself for my own hero because she was not there. I stopped looking for someone to come rescue me and someone to come do something miraculous to take me to a place or push, put me along a path that I was supposed to be on. That's not the answer. I found my own hero within. And once I did that, I realized, oh, my word, I was looking in all the wrong places to begin with. And they were taking me along paths that I was not supposed to be on. And it's so much more fulfilling 
when you find that hero within yourself, because he or she knows exactly where you're supposed to be, exactly the path that you're supposed to be on and can lead you in that direction. Mm -hmm. I call that uh, when I work with my women, I call that your damsel mode. Are you in in damsel (laughs) waiting for someone to save you? Or are you going to go ahead and throw your hair down and climb out? Like, how are you going to do this? Like, exactly. wait, we're waiting for Prince Charming to show up and be all perfect for you. Or are you going to be like, this is where, where which, which princess are you going to be? Right. And I'm like, I don't know. I like Princess Fiona from Shrek because she'll still kick some ass. I still like that <laughs> one. So I'm like, are you going to be a good teammate or are you going to wait for someone to do it for you? Are you Sleeping Beauty or are you Fiona? Which one are you? Because I love one, that. Yeah. One of you is taking a nap on the job here. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I'm glad that you found your hero in you. You found the warrior in you. And I, I, I'm. It's it's so good to watch somebody because we're forged in the fire of the pain and sorrow and despair that we have to go through. And I know when I meet people who are in those moments, I'll come into hell and get you. But you better have your shoes on because I'm not carrying you out. I'll show you the way, though. And so we have to learn how to do this for ourselves and honor to you to go, I will dig my way out. And it's hard when you're just hanging out with podcasts. It's hard because you have to crack your own code, but it's a good thing you had some time to do it because you found you. Exactly. It's You're a badass, Amy. (laughs) Thank you. Someone asked me the other day, how did you go from doing what you did at the university to now you're a person that's disabled. I'm permanently disabled. I can only hold my head up for a few hours at a time. I have to rest a lot. I get, I fatigue easily. I have chronic pain. And they said, how do you deal with that? Don't you ever wish that you could go back to the life that you, the person you were before? My answer is absolutely not. I fought at first to get her back to become that person I was before, but you know what? I didn't really even like her. I did not like that version of myself. I love this version of myself so much more because I've had to fight to get her. I had to fight to find her. And in all honesty, in a convoluted kind of way, I'm so thankful for the things I have had to experience all this pain and trauma. Although I would never wish it on anyone as far as how it feels, the experience itself has allowed me to live the life of my dreams. Literally. I I now feel like I'm able to help so many more people because of that experience and it's allowing me to live the life of my dreams. That's awesome. Yeah. This is, it's the same thing. This is, I, I love that transition too. Cause one thing when I teach people all the time, the same thing that you just found, and this is just me kind of reiterating how correct you are on your assessment is that people keep wanting to go back to how it was, but you know, too much, you can't go back. You can only evolve forward. You can still find that part of you that had that joy, happiness or whatever, but you're going to know more when you do it this time. And so you can only go forward. And so I want to go back to how it was. I want to go back to how it was. It's like, well, that's not how time works. And I know too much. So I can't be that because that person didn't know as much as I know now. So I don't get to go back. I can only go forward into a better version. And so it's cool that you're like, I'm not fighting to be something else. I'm just fighting to be the better of this. Yeah. It's a lot more peace in that. Absolutely. And it's a lot more fun. Like it's exactly what you said. I I know what that version's like. I was her. I lived her. Now I get to have a new adventure of something that I don't know. It's unknown. It's a little bit scary. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
But you know what? It's unknown. It's something I get to figure out along the way and learn new things and have new experiences and help new people because it's something I haven't experienced before. Yeah. One of something that's funny, I'm going to say something that's, that's silly because I got a friend of mine who does the same thing you do. People like you annoy the hell out of people. Do you want to know why? <laughs> do you want to know why? I think I know, but go ahead. Tell me. It's because you make their excuses stupid. <laughs> and they, like, I got a buddy of mine. I'm going to shout out to Ben Pearson. Ben Pearson has been disabled since he was born. His uh, bottom half of his body was not connected when he was born. And so he's never felt from the waist down ever. He's been in a wheelchair his whole life. Wow. And Ben, he still works with uh, my old company with just a mile a day. And they still like, he still does his miles and still goes out there and he's doing stuff. He's very inspirational to people. He's lost over a hundred pounds. He's a great dude. He actually awesome. runs, he runs a Facebook for warriors way. Like he's, he does a lot to help inspire people. Ben Pearson pisses me off because he makes my <laughs> excuses stupid. Because I'm like, ah, I don't really feel like doing it today because of whatever. He's like, hey, man, I just got mine done and I'm in a wheelchair. And I'm like, screw you, Ben. Screw you. Because my excuses were solid until you showed me that, like, you're doing it on hard mode and still getting it done. And so here you are, like, you can still go for your dream. You can still have hope. You can still make it happen. You can still inspire people. You can still go for the lifestyle that you want to have, even if you've got to overcome this massive obstacle. And people are like, screw you, Amy. You're making my excuses look dumb. <laughs> you know, my I know my experience is different than Ben's. He sounds amazing. I would love to meet him. Ben, let's chat. I would love to meet you. He'd but I, from my experience... I think I push so hard and I'm so determined to achieve because I wasn't able to do that for so long. Like I could do nothing for myself for so long. Now that I've, I've been able to fight my way back to actually being independent and doing things for myself. It's like, I want, I crave it, you know, because I can, because it was taken away from me. Now that I have fought my way back to having some of that, it's like I just I, I can't get enough of it, if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. And I like you use the words correctly when you said like uh, when it comes to anger and sadness, a lot of times it comes from something is taken. You know, something is taken, something is lost is one of the categories that people go through. The next one I'm sure you went through is uh, unfair. Yes. You know, injustice. This is not right. This is wrong. And then the needs that you have that are unmet, the things that you want. I need to be there for my kids. I need to be a good mom. I need to go through all those things, which most people probably don't even get into. Like, how did it feel when your identity is of mother changed completely? That's who you are. And now it's not who you are. What is that battle? And I think yeah. people will discount that one pretty quickly when your identity is now different forever. How do you fight your way back from that? Yeah. Like these are tough, but these are tough fights. Listen, I know this. I know the steps it takes for what you did. And I'm like, that's a warrior you're looking at. Like that's <laughs> tough. These are not, and you have to do it by yourself laying in bed. Like you have to sit in the nightmare. You don't get to go do something else. You don't get to distract. You just have to sit in it. That's it. That's what you do. This is, this is like the Absolutely. hardest fight. <laughs> There were, I had people, you know, obviously people were doing everything for me, trying to encourage me along the way, but it was like, my brain could not accept that. Like they're trying to tell me, you didn't do this. You didn't intend to do this. You passed out. It's not something you could control. I knew that externally, but it hadn't made it to my heart. Like it took a while. 
I had to wallow in that. I had to wallow in all of that grief is what it was and fear that I would never get better before my heart was open enough to even be open to accepting something else. So people were trying to encourage me, but my heart just it wasn't ready for it at the time. Um, and so that, that was a tough thing, too, because and I see that happening like in my life. I try to encourage other people to fight, you know, stop giving up, start fighting instead. But they, like I was, it's just like there's a wall there where they can't, it just won't go in. It won't penetrate. Mm -hmm. But if people will continue and not give up on me, not give up on those people, eventually it will penetrate and it will make its way through. But we have to not give up on people because it just, it's a timing thing. You're saying the right words. I, I, I keep coming back to what you're saying because I don't think people are going to catch the gravity right away. You had to go through this. I had to go through and I had to go through that and I had to go through this. The, the answer, which is not the solution because you still have to do your journey, is you have to go through. And people try to go around and try to avoid and try and suppress and try and hide and try and run away and I don't want to deal with it or they'll yell at it or get mad. It's not any of these things. It's go through. You have to go through that denial. I can't believe this is my life. I can't believe this happened to me. This isn't This isn't my reality. This isn't right. Like all that stuff. You have to go through that. You have to go through the bargaining. If only I would have done this. And if only that could have gone this way. And if only yeah. I would have known this. And if only I had the opportunity for this. And if only God would do this. And if only so-and-so could see this. And if only I could have that happen. You got to go through bargaining. You have to. You got to go through anger. This isn't right. This is raw. This is messed up. This is bullshit. This is, this makes me so angry that this happened to me. This is the worst. And I'm pissed and I'm so pissed. I can't even be pissed right. <laughs> that, yes, I did. I really had to go through a process where I had to forgive my doctors mm. because although I know now it was not their fault, they did not know what to look for. They were doing the best they could for me at the time. But, excuse me, the six months of them not figuring out I had a broken neck. When you say that out loud, people just gasp, like, how did a doctor miss that? You know, mm -hmm. my injury is in a place that they didn't know to look for. And so I really had to go through a process of forgiving them. It wasn't their fault. It was something that it happened, and I had to go through it. I had learned so much from that experience. Now I'm able to use it to help other people. But I really, really struggled with that. My anger, my like, how dare you miss this um, with my doctors. But I don't feel that way anymore. I have a wonderful care team. Um, but I definitely had to deal with that for sure. High honor to that battle too. Not an easy one. And you, you jumped ahead a little, of course, because you're ahead, which is good. But... <laughs> Yeah, you like you've gone to the acceptance part where you can give grace, forgiveness, and understanding for what is, which is the the goal when you're going through grieving. Where most people don't know that's the finish line, they stay stuck in that pain forever. And like, tell me how many days you've almost gotten dehydrated from just running out of tears? <laughs> Too many. Mm -hmm. Too many. This 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 battle, like I. I like I said, some people will see like, okay, it's just a lady in a wheelchair. Like, no, I see, I see a Valkyrie. I see a warrior right there. I see a fighter. And like, oh, thank you. 
you're tough, you know? And so it's cool to see you doing what you're doing because you're giving valuable lessons from a place of somebody who didn't read about it, who didn't get it from, you know, a speech or a book, but they went through hell and you came out going, there's a better way. Like you can get out of hell. You can. Exactly. Yeah, you can. And I, I shared with you before we came on that this experience has allowed me to find a power inside myself that I did not know was there before. I, I didn't know by choosing to fight and continuing. Like, I feel like I, I keep swinging. Like every day I get up, I get up swinging. I get up with gratitude and I get up swinging because it's a battle every day for me to get out of bed because my neck hurts and I don't want to get up and do things, but I choose to. It's a decision I make every morning before I get out of bed. I practice gratitude and I'm thankful that I'm still alive because the doctor told me when at first when they figured all of this out that the angle at which I landed on my face was right here. He said, had I landed just a few, just not even an inch further, it would have shoved my nose up into my brain and that likely would have been the end of it. And so the, this, you know, the intensity of that, that, I almost died. Literally. It's, (laughs) it's very humbling to think about that. I survived something that most people, I had a lady tell me the other day, she had never met anyone who had a sheared brainstem that survived. And I said, I did somehow I did. And they literally had to reconnect my brainstem, which is a whole nother story. Mm. Um, But yeah, it's been a pretty wild journey for sure. Yeah. Not only have you touched death, but you had to fight your way out of it. This is this is a powerful story, and like, I, if if anybody, like I said, like like praise to you, but damn you, because you're like <laughs> all of my excuses are so stupid now. When I hear Amy talk about what she's overcoming and fighting and doing and going through, it's like, well, I just didn't feel like it today, or I ran out of time because I was on social media. It's like you better quit your bullshit, because like, <laughs> it, listen. Amy, Amy's fought through this stuff and she's making it happen and she's helping people and she's connecting. And like, also thank you because you said, I only get a few hours a day that I can be up and about and you're giving it to us. Of course. Of course. I'm so happy to be here, Rick. Yeah. I appreciate you very much. Like I really do. Thank you for that. The sacrifice that you're making so that you can give people a a fighting chance. Like, it's honorable and noble. Very cool. Like, I appreciate it very much. I know what you're doing right now. So thank of you. Of course. Of course. I appreciate your your willingness to have me on here. And like I said, I just want to help other people. I developed my program for that to ha- with that in mind. And that is my goal, to use my experience to help other people, to let them know they have a power in there, too. There's a power inside each of us. We just have to access it and be willing to let it surface. Yeah, I feel your passion. Is it okay if we dig in a little bit more into your program and how you do this? And maybe it'll give people a little bit more insight to go like, I need to work with Amy. Like, I need to reach out. <laughs> like, can you give a little bit more so we can see a little bit how your strategies or your direction works and maybe get some people to connect? I would love to. I need to start with how I originally came up with the program. Um, I, I have a lot of autoimmune issues, and so I have to be careful what I put in my body. But I also have to be careful what I put on my body because our skin is our largest organ. And so I found a clean, 
anti-aging smudge-proof cosmetic and skincare company that literally, I, I don't know if y'all can see this, but I'm rubbing my hand against my lips and it's not smudging or smearing. It lasts up to 18 hours and it's good for your skin. But this company, the corporate office is a couple hours from me. So I joined with them and seven months after seven months with them, they heard my story and asked me to share it on stage in front of 2000 women. So I was able to share my story with 2000 women. I had to develop it. I had to put it together. I had, and I got to share it just that experience of putting my story together and sharing it with others was not only life-changing for me, I still get messages from people saying how much I impacted them. They either heard me in person or people weren't even there. Send me messages and say, I heard it was amazing. Can you send me the link to watch it? And so that process was so life-changing for me. I thought other people need to experience this. I believe that everyone has a story worth sharing. Yeah, it may be not as dramatic as mine, but you know what? There's a story in there. You have a story worth sharing. And that's my purpose is to help people develop their story so that they can either share it with other people or keep it for themselves, hold on to it until they're ready to share it with others. But the process I use, I created this emotion frequency chart and it's on my website. I'll give you that uh, in a little bit if you want me to. But it's um, the chart that I use with my story development clients. I took 100 different emotions and I put them into 10 different categories that I call stages. I have aligned them in a chart from stage one to stage 10. Stage one are the lower level emotions. We all know that everything vibrates at a different frequency level. Every emotion has a different vibrational frequency. So stage one, excuse me. Those emotions are very low level. They're negative. We see things from a very negative perspective. We are not motivated. We don't have uh, our, our outlook is much is much much lower. As you move up the stages, it gets higher. The vibrational frequency is much higher. Our motivation is higher. We see things in a, in a more positive way. We're able to accomplish more. So, I walk them through all ten stages of those stages and help them learn, first of all, which stage are you living at the most? Most people, because the the higher stages don't start until stage six or seven, most people live in the lower level stages. So I help teach them how to get to the higher level stages and live from that perspective, live in those higher frequency emotions. We walk through them, we journal, we learn a lot about what's going on inside of us. We have to feel those feelings, which is what I was talking about earlier. We have to know what they feel like. We have to acknowledge they're there. We have to be willing to let them surface and be willing to learn the lesson that they're there to teach us. And so that's in a nutshell what I do, help people develop their stories, walk through those 10 uh, stages of emotion so that they can learn how to live in a much higher frequency and have a much more fulfilling life and find the path that they're supposed to be on. Yeah, I want the frequency chart. So, like, I definitely, I'm very interested to hear what this is because a lot of times uh, people don't understand how much everything is connected. And I do love that you're coming at this from a spirit side. And, like, I think it's also important, too. I haven't heard you get crossed over to people's number one defenses for spirit warriors. That I haven't heard you speak religious yet. I've heard you speak energy, spirit, soul, and purpose, 
which is all still in the same realm, but it gets ruined by people who say like, because you have to do it my way. And it messes things up, even for like, you know, any religion. I see people add in their peace to make your spirit side warrior get corrupted. And so yes. I haven't heard you go that direction, but do you want to help with a little differentiation? Because people are like, okay, so are you going to Bible thump me into my frequency chart? Or like, <laughs> how do you, like, can you help people understand like that it's not different, but it's also not the same? Yeah, I, I don't do uh, like organized religion. I grew up in an organized religion and that didn't go so well for me because I'm an out of the box thinker. Um, this may offend some people, but organized religion, they don't really want you thinking for yourself. They want to tell you what, what to think and what to believe. And they don't want you to see it from any other perspective. And I didn't fall in that box. I don't fall in that box. I like to think uh, uh, outside the box. And so I choose to do my own thing, do it in my own way and work with people and allow them to do it their own way, to see things from their own perspective. We are all so different. Like I'd say a lot of times my son, he's 13. He has ADHD and autism. He is not a cookie cutter kid. He is not in a public school system because he is not a cookie cutter kid. That's exactly the way I feel. I'm not a cookie cutter human. You know, none of us are. We have our own ways of doing things. And I like to allow the freedom of people doing it the way that they, that works best for them. So I'm not going to put you in a box. I'm not going to tell you to do it a specific way. I'm going to give you the tools and the concepts and you're going to take it and do it the way that works best for you. Well said, well said. It's funny how authenticity is shamed by organized religion when it's uh, God made us all. And yet, if we're going to try and say, you need to be judged and shamed and doing it the way that I think you should do it, does that mean God screwed up then and you're right? Or are we allowed to be different because God made us all different? Like, I, I appreciate where you're coming. I, we do the same thing in the warrior's way. We do have our guys in all different aspects, guys who are highly religious, guys who are highly not religious, guys who are able to say, I, I follow energy or the universe, and some guys who are into affirmations and astrology. I don't care. God made all of it anyways. You pick your thing. You can go right. into the, the secret. You can go into the law of frequencies or vibrations. I don't care. God made it all. Pick your thing. Like, <laughs> right. Use the tool that you identify with most. It all ends up in the same thing where your spirit and your soul has a direction that it is meant to go. Are you following it or are you denying it? And it does not matter what another person's judgment is for you to follow yourself. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well said. I agree very much with that. Now, I appreciate you being able to do that differentiation because people go, here we go. Here we go. She's converting <laughs> to her church. It's like, no, no, I'm trying to get you to find your authenticity and it doesn't require a church to do that. The energy in a good, healthy one is still helpful, but being around people who are telling you you're wrong for being you is not helpful. Exactly. Such a huge distinction. Oh my goodness. Yes. But that's the perfect way to put it, Rick. Very, very, yeah. Good. Thank you. Yeah, I, I found the same thing. We do the same thing. I am very interested to see how you do this emotions frequency chart. What fascinates me most is my on the warrior's way, my strong side is going to be on mind and on body. That's my strong side. So when I see heart warriors and spirit warriors, I get very interested because it's the yin to my yang. And mm -hmm. I still train and practice heart and, and spirit. 
but it's not my strong side. So it feels like ah, I got to push a little harder on this side because it doesn't come naturally. But it doesn't mean I don't battle. I go in. And so like, I love seeing like, here's how I do this. And here's my strong side. And I'm like, I am very interested. <laughs> like, because uh, you have to appreciate, and this is something I want to give uh, a testament to anybody who's out there listening to like, not my style, not my style. All of it is connected. And even when you were looking at my warrior types, when I first put that stuff out there, which warrior type are you? Are you the paladin You know, or the Spartan? Are you a Jedi? Are you a strategist or are you a Valkyrie? You know, are you a cleric, Amazon, you know, planner? Which warrior types are you? And I started to realize that we are all of them. We're just dominant in certain sides of it because it's a lot more like that earth, wind, fire, water, or that mind, body, heart, soul. Like it's that balance that's between all of them. So we have all of the warriors. And so I don't want you to deny a part of you because it's not your dominant side. Triple down on your strength, get your strongest side solid, and then keep working forward because the journey doesn't end because you have one side done. In fact, the further you go, the further you realize you have to go. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's really, really good. So it's cool to see another side warrior where I'm like, I'm listening. You're the yin <laughs> to my yang. I want to hear more. I'm tactics in action, but I want to hear the, the passion and purpose. And so like, it's cool to see where you're coming from with this frequency. I have lots to learn in that area. Well, I am happy to share it. It's one of those things I was telling uh, one of my clients the other day that it's one of those things that it really just kind of comes naturally to you or that you, you know enough about it that it doesn't seem special or odd or different. But when people like you tell me, wow, this is something I'm really curious about and want to know more about, it makes me realize, okay, this is not something that everybody knows about. This is something different. And it, it truly is a program that I created myself. It's one of those things, um, talking spiritual, spiritually uh, related, that when I connect with my soul, literally, when I make myself open enough to listen to the messages it has for me, I close, I have a, a group on Facebook and I close all of my lives with, go polish that mirror and see what message your soul has for you today. Mm. So I'm constantly listening to what message my soul has for me. This idea for this program that I created Literally, when I woke up from one of my naps during the day, it just, it hit me like, okay, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to put it together. And I was just like writing furiously. And so most of the wild and crazy things that I do and that I come up with come from that. Literally mm -hmm. in the shower or right when I wake up, they're right there, just all put together for me. And so I know there's something to that. You know, yeah. some people would say it's God giving me a message. Some people would say it's a universe, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Just be open to it. Be open to listen and accept it. I have the same experiences. Even my map and the things that I've created, the tools I've done, how far I've gotten in this thing, a lot of it opened up when I opened my spirit side to it. And these information, that came at three in the morning. Like whatever came in said, start drawing circles. And I've had PhDs, authors, um, I've had coaches, I've had you know clinical psychologists break it. See if, see if it's incorrect. No one's beaten it yet. They say it's the best I've seen so far. Wow. That came from somewhere in the middle of the night. It wasn't me who built that thing. It came from somewhere. It's information that's correct. I do have somebody I want to connect you with um, who you will enjoy very much. 
I have okay. a podcast I did with, uh, I'm doing another one with her. She was so good. Maria Callas. I think she's in India. Like her spirit side blew my mind out of the, I couldn't even, it was, it was amazing. You with the way that you speak and the way that you connect, this is a, this is a resource you need to know. And if any of you are wondering like, who am I talking about? We're posting that podcast up. So that'll be up soon, but this one blew me away and I'm going to introduce you to her because I think this is a networking resource for what you do that if it's steel sharpening steel, you two will make some pretty awesome weapons. Oh, I love that. I love to connect with people genuinely, you know, and, and collaborate and, and help each other out. Yeah. Yeah. She, she explained it to me. Uh, she's been able to go into the spirit side of things and she was led to the vast information of uh, the, the ocean of knowledge as, as she explained it. And she's like, the knowledge is so vast, it can only be experienced, it can't be read. And so she was able to experience this, and she explains it, how much there is to know is like seeing the ocean. But we mm-hmm. as humans, we are so limited to like being like a, like a child with a bucket would be the equivalent of how much can we handle. Like our bucket can only handle so much ocean. But what you get in your bucket is what you are meant to have from the ocean. This is your piece. So when you wake up with that thought that you found, it's like, what is this? That is your purpose. You have found from your amount, how much there is to know, that is what your contribution is meant to be. And you have found something that's in the vastness of what there is to know in like the ocean of all the knowledge that's ever been. Your purpose is to grab this piece and give hope to people who do not have hope. And sometimes hearing somebody like her speak, she said, even what I do, and she, she'll challenge you. She's so fun. Cause she's like, your map, it's good. And it's, it's really great. Um, it's really cool. You made it in 2D, but it's 3D. And I was like, look at you. Challenge. Wow. Look at you. So <laughs> this is on my list of amazing things to create is my 3D version of this. This is the stuff that's amazing is when you see people who have also been where you've been and you guys can exchange the spirit side energy. And she's also does this healing thing. I'm, I'm not trying to talk her up too much, but I'm just saying she's the most humble, amazing person on this in this side. And I think you're going to connect with her very, very strongly with you two together. Who knows what <laughs> you guys can create. So It's so exciting because I do part of the, an extension of my program is these emotions that we've gone through the hundred of them that we cover, they can get trapped in our bodies. Like literally we have a pathway where these emotions can flow and some of them can get trapped in there. And so I help people actually release those trapped emotions, you know, just allow them to come out so that that pathway can be free and ready to like do this in person where you can find it and stuff like that. Or you, you can help them just find it in themselves and release. I, I can do it virtually and I, I have to actually release it for them, but I can, I can sense where it is, what's trapped in there, where it came from a lot of times. And it's, I was talking to a client the other day explaining this. A lot of times the emotions want us to know why they're trapped and where they came from. Some of them are from ancestors long ago, three times removed, but it's so strange what they want us to know. And, then they're ready to be released. And so then it, it, and literally one of my clients said, I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. How did you know that's what was happening within me? And I said, I don't know. I think it's just a gift that I have that I'm able to help people do this. And so it reminded me of when you said that she, that what she does 
that mm-hmm. I would love to connect with her. That yes, Listen, I also had her do something like that too, where she called my shit out right in front of everybody, which I loved. <laughs> by the way, I do enjoy it. Listen, if you have a gift, and this is not me challenging to make it look like you know good or bad, if you can do this. I am open to guinea pig live. Like you can, if you want to open my can of worms in front of everybody, I'm okay with it. Like I'm fine. If you could do this, this would be, you create believers right away. And so like, I'm very open if you want to like do that to me and say like, here's your ancestor doing a thing. Like maybe you'll find somebody who's like, holy shit. (laughs) Like I need to book a call right now with Amy. (laughs) Well, you have to give me permission to, Use me as a proxy. Got it? Yep, Got your permission? Sure. Yes, permission okay. granted. Go ahead. And so it, I have to close my eyes and have a be quiet for a minute. I just kind of get into that zone and see if you have any emotions that are trapped. First of all, sometimes they're not, they're not ready to be released. So I have to see first if you have any that are trapped that are ready. So let me do that first. So let me give me just a minute. Okay, you do have some. Let me see. I have to pull out my chart. I hope my AirPods don't switch over, but let me pull up my chart here um, because this helps guide me to which ones are there. Okay, so Okay, so the first one that comes up is, you sure you're ready for this? Let's go. (laughs) Okay, it's forlorn, which means miserable and forsaken, sad and lonely by reason of abandonment, desolation, or emptiness, a lonely sort of happiness. Does that resonate with you at all? It's a lonely happiness. A lonely sort of, oh, sorry, a lonely sort of hopelessness. Hopelessness, okay. Yeah, sorry, I said the wrong word. Yeah, I was like, lonely happiness, I'm with you. Right. <laughs> I want to know what that is. Does that um, resonate like, with Like maybe a younger version of me, and I've been doing a lot of inner child work stuff, and like that little kid was abandoned, Little like young me was. Both parents had left at some point in time uh, for, you know, over, you know, years, and it's like that's, there was a lot of that in the young young man version of me. As far as heart side, um, on my heart side, there is pieces in there that like that young guy is still working through. And he connects with my warrior. He never had a protector. And so when I bring my warrior in there with my like inner child stuff, which some of you guys would be like, oh, you fucking lost me. I don't care. So like that stuff <laughs> is in there. It's in your heart side. And if I lost you, you have a repressed side. There's a piece that's closed yeah. off. That was closed off. I found it. It was an eight-year-old little kid that no one played with for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. He wasn't fun to play with. He didn't deserve love, and he was hurt a lot. And so, yeah, completely abandoned, completely isolated. And somewhere around like eight to ten years old, that little kid got shut down because he was just taking too much damage. So that was in there. Um, now, yeah. as far as the parts when it comes to forgiveness with parents and stuff like that, it comes up often. There may still be some dad stuff in there, but I, I don't hold any, any animosity towards my parents, you know, and they did their best. 
I'm not going right. to get any awards out, but I mean that I know that they weren't trained well. And so they're trying to get through their tough training and they did their best with me knowing very little on how to do that. I'm the oldest of 15 altogether. So oh I got the shittiest shit wow. version of that. Yeah. And I was the oldest boy. Like, and so like with my dad, even he just knew go hard. That's all he knew. Yeah. Cause that's what happened to him is go hard on him. He was also the oldest boy. Ironically, wow. both have the same name too. And so I, I took the hardest end because I was probably a reflection of himself. Yeah. Let me, let me see if I can uh, get at what age this applies. Um, if you want me to go on, go further. Keep going. Yeah. yeah sure. Um, let me first see if it's an inherited thing or if it's actually for you. Okay, no, it's saying that it's not inherited, but it was it's you about age 12. Could be. So around that time, uh, you're talking like eighth grade-ish. Uh, during this time, my protection system was a suppression system. I did shut everything down. I turned my emotions off at that time. My mom had left for a few years. My dad, that he would probably be clinically diagnosed as a sociopath. And so yeah. like it was a difficult upbringing going in. So there's so much damage happening all at once between not only abandonment, but also the abuse aspect of things physically, emotionally, those were there also. And so my, you know, young self around 10 to, it was around it was somewhere in sophomore year, around 15-ish, that I had to start beating these demons because I'd realized for that handful of years, I had shut my emotions off completely, almost robotic. Like this mm. would be like I created my own Ritalin in my own brain, if you will. Yeah. Now, this at the time was a, just a safety protocol. It was a security system that was very duct taped together with frying pans and garbage. Like it was just trying to survive at that point. So that was all shut off. 12 years old, that whatever was happening at that point, it may have been difficult, but I wasn't connected emotionally to it. Mm, that makes perfect sense because... Mm -hmm you you completely just left it like you weren't acknowledging it it was just like that nothing i'm not even going there not nothing yeah yeah not nothing you could have called me any name you could have hit me with anything it would have just been his yes that's exactly yeah it fits this perfectly um let me see if i need to know anything more or if i can go ahead and release it keep going Okay, it's ready to be released. And there it goes. Okay, so what happens is that emotion was ready to be released. And so I was able to release it, but it may take some time to actually feel a difference because it kind of dissipates a little at a time. Cause if it just all of a sudden, you know, went out, you, it I would, 
I'd explode right, right. right here on camera. So it's going to <laughs> dissipate, right? So it's going to dissipate a little bit. Um, so you may feel a little bit at a time, you know, just different. Um, I don't know how else to explain it, but just a, a different feeling. People, um, the way they experience it is different for every person. Sure. So no, I'll, I'll I imagine it. that you, you would feel a little bit lighter, like your shoulders would feel a little bit less heavy. Yeah. So. Again, again, with the pieces that I'm finding in there, because the hard side, I just opened up this year. Like I didn't, I had that closed off for so long because I became very tactical, very intelligent. And I also able to connect to some, some spirit side to this. So I was able to tap into some of these things, but the hard side was closed off until this year. I didn't even know it was closed off because I become so proficient without it. But it turns out I was so repressed on so many pieces that I do keep finding different layers. And it's not only inner child in that hard side that was broken either. The romantic, the, the lover was destroyed female after female. I would choose very toxic people because that's what I was attracted to. But also I'll be toxic to non-toxic people because I didn't know better. And so that was yeah. a broken person in there. And so when I found my heart in there, it was all just a box of shards and broken pieces. So I'm like, what is this supposed to be? This like, that was your heart. Now it looks mm -hmm. like you got run over by a, like a steamroller. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. this is going to take a minute to put back together. And it does. My heart side hangs out with my mind side the most. Ironically, you'd think they wouldn't get along, but he loves the confidence and he loves the, uh, the swagger of my mind side to be like, you really have your shit together and it helps them build them up. I think that it was probably ready to be released because you had opened it mm -hmm. because you, you allowed that little piece to crack and penetrate it. And so it was, it was ready to go. Yeah. Sounds cool. Yeah. I see. This is one of those things when I was shut off in that part, I keep finding the things I didn't know. I didn't know. So I look yeah. forward to the feeling of that because like <laughs> I don't hold on to animosity, pain, rage, or, or sadness. I'm not, I'm not holding those in there because the releases still come from there. But if you've got a piece that just came off, like I'm in, it sounds awesome. So yeah, let me check one more thing and see if there are any others um, that are ready. Just, just one more. Please. All right. What is this one? This one, uh, let me make sure this is right. Yeah. Panic. A sudden overwhelming fear that produces hysterical behavior, unreasonably fearful thoughts or physical symptoms such as trembling, hyperventilation, or a strong feeling of impending doom. This one, I don't, I don't have that one manifest ever. Like, I don't think fear is my factor in many situations. I don't have any of those. Uh, I've beaten through anxiety. I've beaten panics and all that. I don't have any of that. And so I don't know which part you're finding unless it's like a deeply suppressed piece. Yeah. But I don't, yeah. I don't, it, the only fear that I would have, I found again, it's deep in my heart side because my warrior has no fear. Give it, bring it on. I don't give a shit. My right. side will strategize anyways. And anything that happens, there's a reason for it. And I'll find a way to make it work. I'll even invent it if needed. Spirit side is just guide me in which way it's supposed to go. Cause there's a purpose for what it's happening. No problem at all. Heart side, not as trained. 
And so it could be fear, especially when it comes to love. When it comes to all life situations, there's a plan and I can handle anything. There's nothing you're going to blindside me with. In fact, I trust everybody, no fear. But when it comes to love, when things start going wrong, it's a different system. It's not a fight system. It's a flight system. Mm-hmm. And I will be like, I'm out of here in this one. <laughs> Even the rumors were enough for me to ruin good relationships. Yeah. You know, and so on the, the heart side, the defenses are reversed. And it's taken me some time to catch what's going on before I go into flight. But it's not from panic. I do not have panic mm-hmm. here. I've got too much training to panic. I understand right. what's going on. But it's not yeah. fear in a trembling, panic, anxiety way. But it's more of a, there's a protection protocol in there that needs to be upgraded, which I'm upgrading because I don't need that to be that anymore. Yeah. But then also, um, yeah, I don't I don't manifest in a panic way, though. I don't have that. I don't, I'm very calm under pressure and I'm always clutch in, the, in a crisis. So yeah. I don't know if you're let, finding something from a young version or something. But that's what I'm, let me just check it real quick. It looks like it's when you were nine years old, when you were a kid, nine years old, something about being nine. Oh, I'm sure that was hostile times. Yeah, that that's, kid, that's where it's coming from. That kid was struggling for sure. You know, nine to 10, my mom was in severe depression. The household was highly abusive and she took off and left my brother, my sister and myself, uh, which was one of her biggest banes of her choices in her life. She still regrets to this day. Uh, my dad doing the best he could. He shut down emotionally and he was abusive to begin with because he was highly abused. And so that's all he knew was to share abuse. My uncle explained it to us in a certain way for our household. Uh, the same thing was for his house, too. Uh, the way grandpa was is how my dad was. And he said there's uh, we were bred to be universal soldiers. We were bred to be to be like the cannon fodder warriors. And what he meant was if we were driving in the car and let's say my sister and I were having fun, we we're laughing and being too loud. Ha ha ha. Stop it. Stop it. And we're having fun. It'd be like, shut the fuck up. You guys are being too loud. So being happy, that was bad. Can't be happy. Too happy. That's not good. Well, if we started crying, you know, the old, this is a system I joked about last night with my advanced team on sadness. If we started crying, well, my father wasn't connected with that. And so he go like, I don't understand what the fuck you're crying about. So if you don't stop crying, I'm going to beat your ass and then I'll give you a reason to cry. Which, just for any of you who say, I'm going to give you a reason to cry, just look at this. It's funny that you would say, because I don't know why you're crying, I'm going to create a reason I understand so that way I feel better because you didn't feel better. And you feeling bad makes me feel bad and it makes me angry because I feel bad. So I'm going to make you feel worse. So I get it. Yeah, you got to put it into something that I understand. So dumb. Yeah, listen, right. listen, that doesn't work. If you ever tell your kid, stop crying or I'll give you a reason to cry, you're the problem. <laughs> exactly. You're not doing a good job. I'm just going to put that in your toolbox right now for you. So right. in that case, sadness, bad. You cannot be sad. Not okay. But if you're angry, you're sitting there, you're... 
Anger is okay because mm. I'm angry too. You can be angry because I'm also angry. So anger was fine. Happy, bad, sad, bad. Anger, fine. And that was our house. We grew up in Sparta. So was my nine-year-old version of me in panic? I'm sure, because if anything went wrong, it wasn't a slap on the wrist. Yeah, that's heavy for a nine-year-old kid. Yeah, it, was t- it, wasn't, it wasn't that easy being that one. Let me uh, release that for you here real quick. Oh, thank you. There it goes. All right. Again, hopefully you'll feel a lighter feeling as in the days to come. I appreciate it. Thank you yeah, so much. Of course. of course. Pretty cool stuff. Look, I look forward to reporting <laughs> back going, dang, Amy, you help the inner child stuff a lot more. Yeah. I appreciate you for that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm happy to help. Very cool. Well, I know that you've given us now it's over an hour. And I, know, I don't want to take all your hours because I know that it hurts. Like, I don't want to put you in pain for the rest of the day. Do you want to keep going a little or is, is it okay to rest? Like, what are you in the, where are you at right now? Um, I have about, I can do about 15 more minutes and I think let's, we'll be good. Let's do it. Yeah, thank you for being able to do that. And it's very cool to see you connecting in that part. And some people won't understand. They're going to think you're doing this is some crazy bullshit. Yeah. They don't understand. And this is where we do have to be open to. There's more to us than just this meat suit that we walk around in. You know, even a good friend of mine, Les McDaniels, he's a heart side warrior. He's like, this is just our, our meat suit. This holds who we are. Some of us may have good meat suits. Some of us have struggling meat suits. But this is just holding your soul. It just holds who you are, but who you are is not this. This is going to die. It's meant mm-hmm. to. It's built to. It's not meant to last forever. It's very limited what this is. But our capacity to connect through our energy and our spirit, it far exceeds what the capabilities of this this old thing is. Exactly. You yes. know, so I, I appreciate you taking your spirit and connecting out to go like, I'm going to, you know, work in through even even through what, Zoom? Like such an interesting thing to be able to have that connection, but it does happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's pretty wild. Pretty wild. Yeah. Thank you. I, I really do. I want to give you just, I'm going to take the last few minutes here to give you a lot of praise and like honor. Like, thank you for being the warrior you are and having the, the courage to be able to say, I'm going to put myself out there to help pull other people out. And this is a purpose that I can identify with and I can also relate with. I cannot help people with things that I have not gone through. And you are able to go, I've gone through hell. So I know what, if you talk about depression, you talk about despair, you talk about hopelessness, you talk about pain. You're like, you're speaking my language. I know that one. I speak that dialect. I've gone through that. I can help you find the way. And this is an honor to see another person who's earned their stripes. Thank you so much, Rick. Oh my goodness. It's it's truly an honor to come on here and be able to share, share my story um, so that I can help more people. Yeah. Very cool. All right, Amy, 
some people got blown away by this. Some people are <laughs> minds blown and don't know what to do with it with this. If somebody wants to reach out and they want to work with you, where do we go? What do we do? Please give them the directions. Of course. Uh, my website is www.getamyshelp.com. It's G-E-T-A-M-Y-S-H-E-L-P.com. Uh, for that emotion frequency chart, just do slash free. If you would like to book a call with me, that's the best way to get started. So I can see the best way I can help you. Um, just do www.getamyscalendar.com. Um, or there are links on my website too to book a call with me, to, to connect to connect with me on all the social medias, to see my story, um, all kinds of fun things on there, to listen to other podcast interviews that I've done, to see my story that I shared on stage in front of 2,000 women. All that's on there. Very cool. Amy, thank you so much. And like, listen, next time we talk, I want to get into some of the stuff you found with your guys. Cause yeah, you talked to the ladies, but you talked about that suppression system and how guys have to shut the emotions off and you work in the emotion world. We could do a whole hour just on that. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. That'd be so fun. So let's go ahead. We'll, we'll plan something in the future. Um, and that one, but I think there's something, especially cause I work on the, my, the men's side, like with the men, um, I think being able to have your insight is just another piece, another tool to put in the toolbox for the guys to be able to go like, you know what? That suppression does lead to expression, but there's a healthier way to do it. And it'd be cool to be able to team up with you from your side. Absolutely. Yeah, I would love to do that. You had an amazing opportunity. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amy. we got more in the future. We're going to have all your links and all your stuff up in the bio, but it's been such an honor. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I appreciate it so much, Rick. It's really, really been fun. I've enjoyed this so much, and I'm thankful that I chose to use my time this way to get to chat with you. Thank you. It's a sacrifice that is not not unnoticed. It was very appreciated. <laughs> thank you, Amy Thurman. We'll talk again later. All right. Thank you. Bye. Click on the button, and you can become the hero in your own story. It's time to start making the choices to change. And the evolution that you're going to do begins with choosing the next step. This is the way. And together, we're always stronger.